Hey world, this is Jamie, host of the Jamie and Jenty Show. Broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie and Jenty Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Alright guys, alright world, happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Jamie Chetty Show right here on Fishbowl Network. My name is Jamie. How's everyone doing today? Good? That's good. It's Tuesday again. Alright, so I gave y'all a homework assignment last week. What was that assignment? I told y'all, I gave y'all five questions. I actually gave you three, if you remember. Okay, I gave you three questions about Cowboys expectations for the 2022 season. Like we know it 27 years ago, we won a championship. That's over. We're in 2022. We're trying to not go backwards. We're trying to go forward. So I want to give you some key stats from last season that we, that we improved on and what we can, what we, what the expectations for for next for this year is going to be. So let's start with the quarterback, Dak Prescott. What can we say about him? Hall of Famer, um, one of the best in the league. Overall talented quarterback, just overall player, just overall a, a, a great person. So my expectations for Dak. Is number one, I want him to take control of the offense. Okay? You see Aaron Rodgers, you see Tom Brady. Heck, you see you see Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl take control of the offense, calling his own plays. We see A in the box, but they call a passing play. What are you gonna do? Call audible, run the ball. That's how you that that's how you take control of the offense. Call your own plays. It might translate to a championship, but yet you call, you have this thing called office coordinator, head coach, GM. Yes, I said it. Office coordinator, head coach, GM. We can't have all those three dictating our offense. I know the office coordinator is supposed to call the plays, but when you see the defense line up a certain way, audible that. Change it to change it up. Dak should, at thirty million dollars a year, quarterback should have that authority to change the play at the line of scrimmage. If Dak gets that full authority in twenty twenty two, who knows where we will be? Who knows? Okay, so I want control from my quarterback. My quarterback can produce numbers. He thirty seven touchdowns, ten interceptions. Like, 104 passing rating? Like, come on, man. What are we doing? Give him more control of the offense. Please, help us. Please. I'm, I'm tired, I'm tired of, of, of this. Okay, we got, we gotta focus on, on, we gotta focus on other, uh, other people. We, the blame on the coach or the office coordinator or Dak. Dak gets much of the blame more than the office coordinator and the head coach combined. It's because y'all not giving him control of the offense. Let him control the offense. Let him call the plays. Let him control the line of scrimmage. He's been in this game for a long time. You didn't offer, you didn't pay him that much money to say, you know what, we're going to call uh, a passing play when we have eight in the box. The defense has eight in the box. You're not going to do that. Give him more control of the offense. That's number one. Number two, game situations. Less than two minutes on the clock, whether it's second quarter, the end of the, end of the second quarter or the end of the game. I want my quarterback to move the ball down the field efficiently. That means the receivers have to get open. Receivers like C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup. Uh, let me throw a rookie in there, Jalen Tolbert. Now I'm not I'm not high on him. He came from the Sun Belt. Do I expect him to produce right away? No. But 
he will line up in the slot and he can give you something. He can, maybe he can give you, maybe he give you like four or five yards or a play. But that's in the slot. I'm talking about deep. Get CD Lamb. Get, uh, Michael Gallup to go deep. If Michael Gallup's healthy. Make him go deep. For a deep pass. That's the thing. Control the clock. Under two minutes left in the half or in the game. Put us in position to get points before the half ends. We don't want to fall short. Whether I don't care if it's like 50 seconds on the clock, you're at the 20-yard line, you can still get the ball down the field with under 50 seconds left. You can do that from the 20-yard line. Heck, you can do that for the 15-yard line. Only difference is it's five yards back. You can do that. But these guys just, you know, today's football, okay, let's just run the ball. Let's just run the ball and go into halftime. Unless you're up by 10 points, then you can do that. But when my quarterback is down, when we're not, when my team is down 14 or over, I will still like to move the ball towards the half so that we can build momentum. We can make, so that we build momentum and we can make adjustments at the half. And that way after halftime, we can come out with a brand new attitude that's what I want my team to do my quarterback to do under two minutes be that leader get the ball down the field okay use the timeouts wisely honestly Dak should know at the end of the game at the end of the game situations to use the timeout wisely Number three. Number three, I will, I will say coaching. Give him the full keys. Let him drive, drive this offense. Don't put it in Mike McCarty's hands. Don't put it in Kellen Moore's hands. Don't put it in Jerry's hands. Jerry is the GM of the team. This is why that we're always going to fail. Because of guys like Kim staying, you gotta be, you gotta be kidding me. How many years he takes control of this team? I don't see any other teams get a GM or owner talking, talking. The only thing they, the only way they talk is if they're going to sell the team or they hire, they hire a new coach or they're addressing a player issue. Those are the only three things that do. Jerry doesn't, Jerry does all that plus more. I don't want my GM a part of the offense or the defense for that matter. He's supposed to be part of the day by day operations from stadium, from getting people in the stadium to, to selling the team. Even though we, you know, I don't want the team to be sold. I want us to stay here. Now, Kellen Moore. Okay. Dak is your quarterback. Give him the full playbook. Like, look at the guy in, in Tampa Bay. Look at the guy at, in Green Bay. Heck, you can look at Buffalo. Why do you think Buffalo's winning? Because he has full control of the offense. And Josh Allen is, is under 30 years old. And I didn't even put him in my top 10. He has control of the offense. The man has never, the man has came close to getting to a Super Bowl. Last season, actually. Heck, AFC Championship game. He came close to that. But yet, he has control of the offense. He's a young guy. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Russell, Russell Wilson. All those guys have control of the offense. The only thing now the offense corner has to do is make adjustments on this play. Okay, he threw it. Okay, let's say Tom Brady threw an interception. Okay, what happened here, Tom? Oh yeah, this receiver was running a crossing pattern, but yet I threw it over here to the sideline. Those that's the communication between offensive coordinator and a quarterback. Dak on the hand, you got too many voices in there on, on offense. It's too much. I want to hear one voice. That's Dak's voice. 
Number three, Mike McCartney. <sighs> you know, when, when they hired him back in 2020, I think it was 2020, I believe, I wasn't a fan of the hire. I thought, okay, maybe, you know, there's other player, coaches out there. The guy sat out one year. He comes back and, and the rest is history. The only reason why he's hired because they saw a Super Bowl ring at Jerry's house. That's the reason why. And you, the reason, and you know the reason he's taking the majority of the blame right now. Is because of, is because of his decision making, his analytics. Like, take the risk. Just take it. It won't cost, I mean, if it costs us a game, it costs us a game, but at least you took the risk. You, I mean, you're not my first choice. My first choice was Marvin Lewis because he got fired in Cincinnati, like, maybe a month prior to the season ending. And he interviewed for the Cowboys job. He was one of two, Mike McCartney and Marvin Lewis. Jared could have gone outside of the organization and got a college coach, maybe a Leakin Riley, maybe a Dabo Sweeney. Any of those coaches could have could have been ready for the for the NFL. Any of them. What about offensive coordinator Eric Benanimi in, in in Kansas City? He's been ready since day one. I mean, he's won a championship. Pat Mahomes was is his offensive coordinator. And the reason, I, I, there's numerous reasons why he cannot get a job in the NFL. There's numerous reasons why. But, do I think he could have brought him in for, at least for an interview? Absolutely. Maybe give him the job. Maybe Dak will have full control of the offense with Eric Benemy as the head coach. Now, granted, Sean Payton, now, I've been hearing Sean Payton news and all that stuff, and I'm not going to talk about Sean Payton. I'm not because he's not my first choice. If Mike McCartney were to, if they were to get rid of him, he's not my first choice, and I would not agree with that. Let him stay retired. There's a reason why he resigned from the Saints. Stay retired. Okay. Now, I want to bring up some numbers. I want to talk about running back situation number two. Number two is our running back situation. Number two, we have the best backs in the league. Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard. Two of those guys. One guy makes, makes over 18 million a year. Another guy is ready for a contract. That's Tony Pollard. My expectation for both Zeke Elliott is to get that burst back from your rookie season. Zeke, you haven't seen it. If you were hurt last year, which you were, you would not admit that because of the competitive person you are, then then I don't expect you to, to mention it. I expect you to fight it off and get those yards. Fight for extra yards. Get that 100 yards. The ball is in your hands. Zeke Elliott, get us those yards. Make You're great in the receiving game. I expect you to be great in the running game. Now, Tony Pollard, man, that offensive line, that offensive line actually is pretty good when he's in the game. He can give you that eight or nine plus more yards. And this is why he, he, do I, I, do I expect him to start? Absolutely. I, I wouldn't mind it, but I would like to see more carries for Tony Pollard this upcoming season. He's up for a contract. I'll be damned to get rid of him. I'll be damned to get rid of him. I don't want to get rid of guys like that. Guys are the guys like that are special to our team, man. We can get somewhere with with guys like that can give us an extra burst. Despite a depleted offensive line. You know, we were depleted last year. COVID, suspensions, inconsistency, all that. Who wasn't? But when Tony Pollard came in the game, it was an extra burst. It was it was a light at the end of the tunnel. We need that. But coaches are like, no, we we got to put Jerry. Not nah, Jerry said, no, nah, we got to put Zeke Elliott. I pay him eighteen million a year. 
Tony Parker, uh, Tony Pollard is up for a contract. We got to keep him on the sidelines. And I hate to see him in another uniform because I think they'll utilize him more than the Cowboys have. I mean, my expectation for both of them, I want Zeke to get back to the original Zeke. I want Tony Pollard to give me that extra burst when he comes to the game, despite our offensive line issues. I mean, we got the, like I said, we got the best running backs in the league. Number three, before I talk about this Dak overrated stuff and, and my opinion on it, I want to get to the wide receivers. I, w- I want to get to CD Lamb, Michael Gallup, the rookie Jalen Turbot, and the tight end Dalton Schultz. Okay. CD Lamb, a deep threat. He's up for a contract too. So, I believe he's going to produce numbers. I believe he's going to be, um, that elite receiver in this National Football League. I do see that CD Lamb. He's going to take his game to the next level. He's going to take his name up a notch to earn every penny he deserves. Number two, Michael Gallup. If Michael Gallup can stay healthy, I mean, the man tore his ACL towards the end of the season. It's, it's horrible to see, but at the same time, you know, it's going to take him a while to get adjusted to. I don't expect him, you know, training camp is about maybe three weeks away. I don't expect him to, to get the gist of it right away. You know, I expect Michael Gallup to work his way back to the Michael Gallup we have seen before. His rookie season till now. I want to see the Michael Gallup. That deep threat Michael Gallup. Jalen Turbert, like I, like I said before, I don't expect much from him because he's a rookie and he came from the Sun Belt. The Sun Belt played off. In NFL, they play on. They, they're stride for stride. The Sun Belt, their D backs are playing off the line. So Jalen Turbert had an easy four to five yard plus more game in the Sun Belt. But I don't expect him to come, I don't expect him to be rookie of the year. I expect them to be a part of this offense. An easy target for Dak to be available. Number four, Dalton Schultz. Pay the man. Dalton Schultz is a quicker version of Jason Witten. Dalton Schultz can give you four to five plus more yards. Deep threat is not open. He's right there in the middle to get you those five, six extra yards. A game. You just gotta pay the man. The man's a, an elite tight end. I compare him to Jason Witten because he's, he's that, he's that good. He's that better than, honestly, Jason Witten. And I mean that. Dalton Schultz is better than Jason Witten. You can agree or disagree on that, but, you know, I, I, I see, I, I see a quicker version. So I, I expect Dalton Schultz to come through this season, which he I which he will. CD Lamb, I think he'll have the biggest season ever. Michael Gallup, I think we, he'll have the biggest season ever. Health wise, let him come back together. I think by the end of training camp, he'll be Michael Gallup. CD Lamb's doubled on the, on the, on the other side of the field. Michael Gallup's open. Okay, so I have a few opinions about Dak. Now, I was watching—I was watching first take the other day. No Stephen A. No Molly, but they brought in a couple of people that I don't—I'm not fans of. So they said that Dak is overrated. I wanted to give you my opinion on that. Let's roll the clip. Everything you said, Courtney, about the Eagles is spot on. I'm going to challenge Mad Dog because I think he kind of buried the lead there. You think that Dak Prescott is is overrated? In what way, yes. sir? Absolutely. <laughs> Booger. Booger. How on. so? Well, he, he's not top ten quarterback in the NFL. No way. 
If you look at the that's not what you said. No, no, you, you didn't say whether he was top ten. But you I said, said he's overrated. Those yes, were your words. Explain to me how he's overrated. Well, um, first off, has he ever won a road playoff game in his career? Did he play well against San Francisco? Played poorly. I mean, he didn't play well against the Rams in the NFC second round game a couple years ago. I just don't. I'm not a big believer. I listen. He's good. He's decent. But if you look at the quarterbacks in the NFL that can win a Super Bowl, I don't know if Prescott can do that. And I guess that, and I think because he's a let's Dallas not confuse. Uh, go ahead. Let's go ahead, not confuse accomplishments from a from a team standpoint with deciding whether or not the individual player is overrated. Uh, I remember last year in Tampa, first game of the season, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady on the hey, same bro. field. Mm-hmm. Who was hey, the bro. best player on the field? It was Dak hey, Prescott. Bro. He was the best player on the field that night. Okay, so that showed me that Dak Prescott belongs in the upper echelon of quarterbacks in the National Football League. Now, sometimes when we get injured, we play a little bit differently or things don't affect us. But you cannot tell me that you didn't watch that game opening night. I think 36 million people watched that game. And you couldn't tell me Dak Prescott didn't belong in the upper echelon of quarterbacks. So when you say that this man is overrated, I think you might want to set back just a little bit, young man. Well, hold on now, Booger. He was outplayed by Garoppolo. Garoppolo's not an upper echelon quarterback. He did not play well against San Francisco at all. Plus, he screwed up the clock at the end. He didn't realize with the scramble, he didn't know the rule with the whole thing with the lot with the with the judge. Well, he didn't know the rule. He back the rule. Yeah, I mean, that's the rule. My my lasting memory of Dak Prescott Booger from last season is that run that he made, the ill-advised play with 14 seconds left, and then forgetting to hand the ball to the referee in order to reset it, and then the clock runs out. If you're thinking about everything he's going to be doing this offseason to try to improve, you don't think that's going to be seared into his brain? I mean, wh- heard there, Dak is overrated. How? Just because you you lose a playoff game and you, you you're going to blame him for that game? Okay, I'm sorry. We had 14 penalties for 89 yards that game. 14 for 89 that game, and you say Dak is overrated. How? One, one playoff game, and he's, you're saying he's overrated? I mean, do you say that for Tom Brady? When Tom Brady loses a playoff game, do you say he's overrated? I have not heard one commentator said, okay, that, okay, Tom Brady, you lost to the Rams last year, you're overrated. Aaron Rodgers, you lost to the San Francisco 49ers last year, even though Jimmy Garoppolo played bad that game either, too. But we're not talking about Aaron Rodgers being not uh, being overrated. But Dak is overrated because he lost that playoff game because he didn't know what what the uh, the clock was. That that to me, that to me doesn't qualify as being overrated. The definition of overrated is you have so much expectations on your plates, we expect you to come through. Dak by no means is overrated. He's 53 and 32 as a starter in the NFL. Can you tell me a quarterback in years past has one has one more than 40 has more than has one more than 50 games? As a sixth round court, as a fourth round quarterback, like how how was he? I, I, of course, you know the play. He has not won the playoffs, but he's nowhere near being overrated. Like overrated expectations got to be there. Like I remember twenty sixteen when Dak came out of the draft. Did did we expect them to win 50 games in the NFL? Did we expect them to get to the Super Bowl right away? Did we expect them to be an elite top 10 quarterback? Was those expectations back then in 2016? I didn't see them. I just saw a quarterback get drafted and I hope that he, that he'll lead us. I hope he'll lead us. I didn't have any expectations for him. I just thought, Okay, well, we got a quarterback. Maybe he'll get us over the hump. 
But I never called Dak overrated. Dak is the best quarterback in the NFL. He's in my top ten. Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan, uh, Justin Herbert of, San, of the Chargers. I keep calling them San Diego, but they're, they're the Los Angeles Chargers. Number five, Russell Wilson. Number six, Dak Prescott. Yes, he's number six. All those quarterbacks are better, a little bit better than Dak. I could have rearranged Justin Herbert to number six, Dak, other uh, to number four, but Dak is in my top ten. He's going to stay in my top ten no matter what happens. Number seven, Lamar Jackson. Number eight, Joe Burrow. Number nine, Jalen Hurts. Number ten, Kyler Murray. Okay, so I did put Jalen Hurts in there because I thought, okay, this could be a big year for him. But I don't. But when you have Dak Prescott in the NFC East, it's not going to be a big year for you. Dak Prescott controls the NFC East, and you—they have the right to call him overrated. No, explain to me overrated. You can't blame him for that one game. That's one game. Blame on, on the coaching. Blame fourteen penalties for eighty-nine yards. That's what you call discipline. Fourteen for eighty-nine yards on penalties. That's Mike McCartney. That's coaching. That's not the players. That's not Dak Prescott. That's coaching. I don't blame him for that last play. I doubt he's going to make the first down. Like that official had to sprint from, from, from where I don't know where he was at, was on the field. But I doubt he'll be close by to spot the ball. I doubt Dak will know He's close, but he didn't, but that's not his fault. I'm not blaming him for that game. I'm blaming coaching, period. 14 penalties for 89 yards is unacceptable, guys. We can't have that. Come on, man. Dak is not overrated. You gotta give me, uh, uh, you gotta explain to me more why he's overrated. Don't blame him for a playoff game two years ago. Guess that's two years ago. Okay? You you can't you, he's not. I mean, do you call Tom like I said, do you call Tom Brady overrated? Overrated I mean expectation is built Yeah, so many expectations for you. Expectations is built on your willingness to do to win, to willingness to be there for the team. Dak has Dak has been there for the team. Dak has led this team to victories. He's led them in position to win. I thought in that playoff game, I thought Jimmy wasn't better. Jimmy made the throws that he's supposed to make. But I I thought both quarterbacks played decent in that game. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say who was better than who only because the four ers won. The four nights came in with a plan and they, they, they stuck to it. Jimmy wasn't better than Dak. I just think they were even. But, you know, people want to blame Dak and the, those fans out there, man. And like I said, I talked about, you know, the quarterback. Okay. The fans out there that and Dallas half will agree he's overrated, half will not. You know, I saw one fan on TV was holding up a number, wearing a number eight Tom eight eight man jersey. Okay, that's in the nineties. Okay, that you can't blame Dak for not taking you to the Super Bowl right then and there. It's going to take years. If Jerry stepped off, then maybe we'll get there. Maybe. But until then, it's going to be the same tune every single year. Like, of course, number eight got us to the postseason. He got us the Super Bowl championship. Number eight is over. He's in broadcasting now. Dak is here to stay. He's our quarterback. I would not trade him for anybody else in this football league. Because there's no one better than Dak out there. No one. And I mean that. But 
You know, if those fans want to go out there and say, hey, you know, number eight is my quarterback and all that stuff, then let them go out there or Dak is overrated. Then let them go out there and say, you know, Dak is, you know, and do their thing. But I'm not, I'm not, he's not overrated to me. He's the best quarterback out there that we have. Now, we're going to take a break. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the Spurs and how I'm so frustrated with them right now. I've been frustrated since last week. Like, you trade the Jante. I'm going to give you my thoughts about that coming up next is Fishbowl Network.
don't know where I'm sleeping. Uh -huh. We be clubbing, thugging, fucking, order room service, and we done as a sequence. He know I'm a classy nympho, give it tempo, you know what you're here for. Could I constantly yeah, let you up with the key code? All this ice on, but he about to catch a heat stroke. You got everything that I like, you don't eat the booty, you lying. You mixing liquors, you might pull me tight and pull me Welcome back to Fishbowl, Fishbowl Network. Okay, so before the break, I was going to talk about the Spurs. I am going to talk about the Spurs. And last week, a disappointment in my team. Okay, so we just traded DeJounte to Atlanta for Danilo and three draft picks in the next four, five years. Talk about tanking, man. And we're in the we're in the early stages of the off season. Now, man, I can't believe it. I, you know, I was just I, I I've been I I I haven't been the same since last week when that trade came down. I thought it wasn't true. I saw the rumors of the John Thay going to Atlanta for John Collins and a bunch of other things. I saw this and I was like. Wow, they're really gonna make this trade for 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 Murray. They're really gonna do trade Danilio to us, which by the way we waived him, and now he's in Boston, and now all we have is their picks for the next four or five years. You talk about tanking at his best, and I don't like I don't like rebuilding. I hate it. I told y'all last week, I don't like rebuilding. You know why? Cause you, because if you rebuild, your team may not never be the same ever again. Ask Jacksonville. Has Jacksonville made a Super Bowl? No. The closest they got to was the AFC Championship game in 2017. That's the closest. Detroit. Have they gone anywhere? They've been rebuilding for years. Since Barry left, since Calvin left, since Matt Stafford left, have they gone anywhere? No, I hate. I don't. I don't like it because it sets your team back numerous years. We made the play-in tournament when teams when experts gave us nothing. They were talking about the Lakers all season long, like the Lakers. The Lakers have the worst record in the league. One of the worst records in the league. And you talk about, you talk more about them than the champs itself. Or better yet, the teams that, uh, that have better records than them. You talk about the Lakers more than, than the teams that have the best record in the league. Come on, man. The, the, you know, they, I, you know, I saw, before this upcoming season, before this past season, the Spurs were not going to make it. This is a play-in team. 
playing in tournament without, without a superstar. The Chante is a superstar in the making. I don't see anybody else that's come close to that right now. I see Keldon Johnson, maybe. Maybe. That's it. I don't see anybody else. I see a bunch of guys that are gonna, gonna play basketball. That's it. I don't, I don't see, I don't see, I, you gotta have at least a star on your team. Bad teams have it. Sacramento has it. Indiana has it. Detroit has it. And we're not even, we're, <laughs> New York has it. And I'm talking about the Knicks. They have it. Come on, man. Like, what, what, like, what are we doing? This is, uh, early stages of the offseason, the Spurs. Like, at least get a, a, a star back. At least get John Collins back. At least get Kevin Huter back, who, by the way, went to Sacramento. At least get those two players back so that we can have at least some star potential. Not a bunch of role players or a bunch of players that are going to lose forever. I can't, I can't, I can't do that, man. I, 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 I'm not the type of person that wants to change teams. I, I and I'm not going to change teams at this stage. I'm still going to continue to be a Spurs fan, but they got to show me something. I mean, Pop is on his early leg, on his, he, he's on his way out. And I feel like he has about a year or two left in the, in the NBA to coach this team. I want him to go out a winner. I want him to be satisfied for the future. Put, put future coaches for success. Now, I don't know who the next coach could be. Becky Hammond's in, in Las Vegas. Um, Quinn Snyder just got, he resigned from Utah. I'm pretty sure he needs, he, he, he needs more time to digest, get some rest in. You know, I'm pretty sure you're going to see him on ESPN, one of those shows and all that stuff. I mean, that that's what resigned fire coaches do. They go on ESPN and give their expert opinions and all that stuff. That's what they do, man. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But I don't know. But, okay, you have to, you have to be consistent. I don't like rebuilding. I hate it. Come on, man. Give me something or give us Something to build on. Let's get a star in. Let's get a a number one. Let's get a a, a rookie who is a franchise changer. Now we didn't even address that in the draft. I saw a bunch of role players that can help us, but I didn't see that franchise changer that says, "I'm going to get the ball in the fourth quarter. I'm going to give you a basket." Type of player. I don't see that for the Spurs team. Now, when I watch the Summer League, maybe I'll see it. But I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to see it this upcoming season. And we're here July the 5th, and we're talking about, you know, the Spurs tanking. Like, do I think they're going to tank? No. I think they're going to win some games, and and um, and we'll go from there. Um, I haven't seen the schedule yet. The schedule has not came out yet, but I'm always going to take it a step at a time. So right now, we focus on all season. Then the Summer League. The Summer League is coming up in the next couple of days. And then, after the Summer League, we will, then we'll go from there. Maybe the schedule will come out and see where we're going to be at. Maybe predictions will come out. Then we'll see where we go from there. But, that's in October though. In October, we'll talk about, we'll talk about predictions or the NBA and all that stuff, you know, but I don't like where we're at right now. I don't like it. Like we, we, we signed one free agent this morning. It's not a big time free agent. He's not big time. He's just a role player. I need big time free agents come to a smaller market. I know we're, we're a small market. We're not going to win. It's fine. But at the same time, let us, be consistent. We made the play in last year. Was out a superstar. DeJounte was our, our, a star. A star. Not a superstar. A star. 
Now, DeJounte, I love the man. I mean, I thought he, he, I thought he was just going to be a regular person, but I didn't know he was going to be averaging 21 points a game. Like Atlanta g- gave themselves, Atlanta was serious. They said, you know what? We need some help for Trey, for Trey. We need some help for Trey. Trey cannot continue to carry us. We're talking about, we made the East of Conference Finals last year was Trey on his back. Trey putting us on his back. Last year, this past year, we, we, we didn't get out of the first round because we couldn't, we didn't provide enough for Trey. That's what Atlanta was saying. Now they have somebody that can give you points. Someone can, can give you a little, uh, defense. Yeah, literally defense. He plays both ends of the court. He can give you defense. DeJounte can provide that. So, so I don't know where this team's going to be in the Easter Conference, in the Easter Conference. I do expect them to be in the top eight now. Well, even the top six, because you know, you got that play and stuff and all that stuff, playing to get the last two seeds. So I do expect them to be in the top six now since they addressed that. The man was special, man. Like, what can you say? Every time he, 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 he did a lot for us. And I will never forget that. Tachante did a lot. But yet it's like, we're going to trade him for, we, for a guy who he didn't want to play in here. We're going to tra- trade for a guy for draft picks. Three of them. I can't do it, man. I can't, I can't trade for draft. I got to get stars back. I got to get something back. Just like, KD, the, you know, the Brooklyn, they're reluctant to trade him because we got to get something back. That means they're still, they're still serious about making the playoffs again next season. Who knows? Maybe the finals, maybe the Easter Conference finals. We don't know, but, but Spurs fans, we have taken a step back and I don't want to ever see. Tim Duncan, Mon Genova, and Tony Parker. Those guys are long gone. They are retired. They're, they're in the Hall of Fame. At least one, at least, you know, Mono's going to be in the Hall of Fame this year. Tony Parker, maybe in the next two years, two to three years, maybe. But I don't want to see pictures of that. It's over. The dynasty's over. Like, literally, we're starting from scratch with a bunch of new players and past players. I don't know, I don't know what the team's gonna be like. We gotta wait till October to see how the team's gonna function. And we'll go from there. But, I can't, I can't, I can't rebuild, man. I can't. No, I, 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 I disagree with that. No. I will fight you if you, if you say we will, we'll, we, we gotta rebuild for the future. No. For what? Like what? 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 What if we don't? What if we don't produce in the future? What? What? What if it doesn't work out? What do you do then? I feel like Pop is going to retire at some point. At some point, he's going to say, "You know what, guys? I have five championships. I have over um, thirteen hundred wins. I'm the all-time coach in the in, in, in the NBA." I have a great resume. I'm going to retire. I wouldn't blame for that for that. He's the best to do it. I want him to go out and win her. I want him to be consistent. I want the Spurs to be consistent. Give me something back. Go out there and sign a star. Go out there and be active. Don't be like the Cowboys and be passive. And say, you know what? We're going to let these guys go. We let good players go. Do you realize that? We let good players go. Good players that helped the Cowboys last season go. I mean, salary cap, of course, but you can work that out. You can. If you have to go over, then do it. I have no shame in that, but you know, I, I this is where we're going to be, Spurs fans. 
this is going to be where we're going to be for a while. Now, before I go, and before I give you a little teaser for next week, I do want to talk about KD and where he's going to go. There's a lot of teams out there. There's a lot of teams that he could go to that I've been seeing. He can go back to Brooklyn. He can go to the Warriors. He can go to the Miami. He can go to Phoenix. Better yet, he can go to any other team that I did not list it. So my prediction, I mean, that has the pieces. I mean, I did did say Phoenix coming in here. Talked to a couple of guys. I did say Phoenix. I wouldn't blame that because you're playing with Devin Booker. Devin Booker signed his max. You're playing with Chris Paul. Chris Paul has not won a championship. I mean, who knows? He might might get his. Add a Kevin Durant. Might happen. But do I see him in Phoenix? I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad at that. I do, I do, I kind of do see him in Phoenix. Maybe Miami. Miami's the best bet because Miami's right there. They have the defense. They can offer a lot more players. Maybe you offer Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. Tyler Hero will be your number one because Tyler, Tyler Hero has that game. Tyler Hero said he wants to start in the NBA. Yeah. He said that after the, in the, the, uh, my, my, after Boston beat Miami in game seven. I want to start. He won the sixth man of the year. I want to start. Brooklyn. He can be, he can average 20 points a game easily in Brooklyn. Just being a number one guy. But you got to make that happen. Brooklyn and Miami, you got to make that happen. But that's, that's my rant of the day, guys. You know, we're about to wrap up, but I do want to give you a little teaser for next week. So next week, we are going to talk about the Cowboys defense. We talked about the offense. We're going to talk about the defense a little bit and how I think we're going to take, I think this defense will win the division for us. And then I want to talk about the WNBA and how many people should tune in. Did you know that the WNBA is playing right now? I bet, I bet 85% of people don't know the WNBA is playing right now. We have a team in Dallas. Heck, in Arlington. They play at the College Park Center. That's where UTA is. So, I will talk about that next week. How you should, you should, and this defense when the NFC East, and how you should watch the WNBA. Why you should watch it. Okay. But hope everybody has a great day. Like, comment, subscribe on my YouTube page. You guys have anything, questions at all, you can reach out to me. But till next week, see y'all later here on Fishbowl Network.